live. Hey, hi everyone. Welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm Caroline, Caro BD, and I'm based in Montreal. I'm doing this podcast because I want the passion of puppetry going all over social media during this pandemic time. So I'm so happy to have those wonderful guests. So let me bring in the screen the little promoting. So tonight we receive David and Han Powell. Yes. So I'm really happy they, they are part of the show. So before we go into the interview, everyone, feel free to write to us from where you are watching, from where you are in the world. And also, if you have any question during the podcast for the guests, feel free to write because we can see your comments and chat during the interview. That's the magic of the live interview. So before, before, I need to talk about this weekend that we will have with our wonderful Derek Lux from Derek Lux Entertainment and, and uh, Deluxe Puppet. So let me bring in the screen this wonderful promo about this workshop that we do on Sunday. It's in the afternoon for East time, so it's at 2. But if you're in Pacific Zone, it will be at 11. Or if you're in Europe, it will be maybe at 5, 6, 7 in the afternoon. So uh, let's gather around. We will do some trick about hand step by step to make the process of making basic rod puppet hand. So it will be really, really interesting. So let me flip this because if you don't know Derek, feel free to have a look on his Instagram. is really full of great things and we will get over the material and all of this stuff. So that will be a wonderful community moment online. So yeah, everyone, happy to have you here. Feel free to write to us all the way long. Like, yeah, we have Lauren from Montreal War watching and from everywhere. We love to hear from you. So here, let me introduce those wonderful guests. They are from Canada. They are pretty close, more west side of, uh, of Montreal, but let me bring them in the screen. They have the Puppet Muncher Theater, so please welcome Anne and David. Ta -ta -la. <laughs> we have a round of applause. Yay! <laughs> Yay, let's, let's have you close like this. Hello, you're both. Thank you to be part of the Puppet Podcast. We are delighted to be here. Hey, so I want you to introduce yourself. I know you work, I look online, you send me pictures, but I, I really love when the puppets you introduce themselves, their work. So could you do so for the community? Okay. So um, we're brother and sister. She's a year and a half older than me and about this much taller. But she's right now sitting on a taller chair. So actually, no, we look about the same now. Yeah, we are now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we started as puppets with kids, as kids, with the marionettes, the, uh, the string ones. Tell them puppets. And um, slowly started building our own. And 
after art school here in Toronto, we started being puppet mongers. And that was... 1974. So like 76 years ago or so. <laughs> 76. 76. <laughs> 46. Hey, I can't count. I keep the books. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and um, we have created maybe a dozen shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've toured all across Canada, uh, quite a bit in the States, quite a bit in Europe. A couple of times to Iran. Yeah, yeah. and things like that. I, I had a nice fat Canada Council grant once and went to Indonesia to look at the puppetry and fell in love with the music. Oh. <laughs> was good. Music was bad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I had a small amount of money from the Toronto Public Libraries wanted to send somebody to the uh, 1976 World Unima Conference in Moscow. And no librarians wanted to go, so they chose a puppeteer and for some reason they chose me. So that was a fantastic trip too. I went to Turkey and um, other places as well at the same time. Mm. Amazing trip. Yeah. yeah, and actually a story out of that, that's how we got invited to Iran the first time to perform mm-hmm. at the International Puppetry Festival on a bus full of puppeteers going between theatres and the guy sidled up and he said, do you do puppet shows? Yeah. You want to come to Iran? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so David got a postcard from him. You want to go to Iran this summer? <laughs> it was, it was yeah. Wonderful experience. Yeah, yeah quite of a... Uh, clash of culture to go over there maybe eh? didn't yes, see no. much of a clash yeah it was just fascinating the east west old new very yeah. very interesting time to be there yeah i met some wonderful people mm-hmm. and came home and created a show based on what we'd seen choosing a, a folktale from the part of that part of the world and um the show from really included a lot of, of the travels we'd done there that's so cool you have the stuff yeah so rub puppet type control. Yeah. Yeah, rod. But with our hands mostly, though they do have strength. Oh yeah, so you can have both possibility. Yes. Yeah, and where visible, we work on the stage with them because we just have a large carpet on the floor That's and a cool. background to us, mm-hmm. and so we're on there with them, and they just sit and chat and do what they need to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's perfect. Working them like this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have Stephen here. We say puppet monger are adorable. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cool. So, are you ready for the deep question of the puppet? Go for it. Go for it. Yes, the first one is about the why. Like, mm-hmm. why do you cherish the art of puppetry? Mm-hmm. We thought we might answer that by showing you a whole bunch of the puppets and the range of what we like about it. Yeah, but also it made me think of, um, uh, it wasn't a puppeteer, but a theater, Afiosonado in Belgium, we met one time, who said he always used to go to theater and theater, and then he came across a puppetry festival, and it blew his mind. He said, you go to live theater, you sort of know what to expect. There's humans on stage, a scenery, an interesting story. You go to puppetry, you have no idea what you're going to expect. You cannot go in with expectations of any kind. It's going to be extraordinary every time. So, yeah. So we've sort of taken that to heart and... Um, I would go bigger like this. I think it's so best. One of the shows, it's set in, in Russia and uh, the characters are all um, based on folk toys. So this is a very angry person. And he's a, a jumping jack. <laughs> and this one, the mother. No, oh, I don't know. Well, no, no, no. She's based on a tea cozy I saw in Russia. Um, so that would be the teapot handle, 
and the head and shoulders and a big skirt to go over the teapot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. It suited the character. Um, That's so original and, and full of symbols and, and sense. I really enjoy it. Yes. And actually, that show, we've had, um, when we finish it, members from the audience will come up and start talking to us in Russian because they just assume we must be Russian to have told that story the way we told it. <laughs> and then we did a show about piracy in China in the early 1800s and uh, used horizontal rod controls for some very simple fight scenes. <laughs> and this character here is the main character. She's a, a widow pirates, and here she is at the beginning of the show, where she's a young, yes, oops, a dancer, wow. and by a pirate. And there's another. Here's one of the lovely things about puppetry. So here's this puppet, and she has to change and go become a pirate. So, didn't have to run stage and change her costume, complete with arms underneath. There she is. So the coat has puppets, uh, arm attached to it. it That way or that way. So it's just, you know, we love solving these problems because you're on stage, you don't have to rush off stage and change something and come back again. Right there. Simple, simple magic. Yeah. Wow, that's um, brilliant. These are all on bases, and there's a little button here, so she can stand and we can move other puppets because we have a lot of characters, and we can just click that button and actually remove the base she was on. It just unclips. So now she's freestanding and yeah. basically there's the base. Wow. And some of the slightly lesser characters, um, there were many, many characters in the play, and it became very confusing for the audience to tell who was who. So would have. So each of the other pirate admirals was made with a different material. One had a rock on his head. This one is a wooden old a bit of an old tree. Uh, one was a, a nautical knot on his head. Give you a close up of his head. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! And then there were lesser characters. We didn't get them out, which are just um, two by two pieces of wood with bits of fabric on them and stuff to give the impression of a person. And we could just knock them around. They could fight do whatever we wanted to do with them. Which usually wow. is good with your puppets because they're so beautifully made. These ones we could toss off the edge of ships, hack at them, yeah. everything else. Yeah. Oh, we had we had one who was actually designed to be broken and made a horrible cracking noise when it happened because he had to be killed every time as um, an official who got caught by the pirates. Doing something he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's very, very big, like this guy behind here. It's a lot of possibility, as yeah. you, you said, and the magic of it. That's yeah, right. Um, and this one um, has to eat. He's cooking two chickens, and he just loves the flavor of them. So he eats. Yeah, let's bring it closer. Oh, okay. maybe lower than that. Maybe he's lower than that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so his hands, big strap on, and I slide the hand in there. Yeah. Wow. His hands. So he can pick up the bits of chicken. Yeah, he picks things up. He's a cook. He's chef. Um, he has a mouth, but it's not for talking. It's for when he eats everything he's cooked. So we just open it and throw everything in. <laughs> because inside him is a big, inside here is just a big bag that everything gets caught in. With a zipper across the bottom so we can get it out again after. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rubber chicken he chopped up. Yeah. And yeah. his hat is rather funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
lot of different size of puppets. Then there's this little guy in the same show. He's actually the main character, Chris, who's telling part of each of the four stories in the story in the play. Yeah. I love the originality of the color. Yeah, and he's actually based on a lot of my daughter's old cloth dolls that she had. Um, really interesting how the arm would be shaped. And the would be shaped. In the, the first show we did as puppet mangas, puppets on the table there. He's going to move that. There we go. Yeah, yeah. This is the mama, and she's designed to wiggle. Yeah, she wiggles. She has a nice wiggle. And you had to have a bunch of kids. So the kids all work together as a group. They're on a base. Oh, yeah. They are in the she same grab them and run with them when she has to run off with all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and the head just works. I'm just working ahead by, um, by working with my hand. So we're very visible yeah. on stage. So we learned very quickly how to disappear on stage and be visible when we want to be visible and invisible when we want to be invisible. Mm -hmm. Should we yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'm not going to do the shadows. That's right. We've done a bunch with shadows. I'm not going to show the little tricky in here. Um, thinking yeah. of scale, you know, sometimes if you go really, really big, you can also go really, really small. This in this box is the whole cast of a show, oh. all the little puppets. The thing is, though, a lovely little box, but the show is so big, it takes, it fills the whole van. <laughs> it's a big doll's yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's actually the princess and the pea. There's the princess, one of her. There are actually five of her in her um, getting ready for bed, being, riding muddy, being dressed in the morning. The queen, there's two of her in evening wear and her morning wear. And they're also working very much um, like the puppet just showed you, where there's just a little rod at the back of the hand to work them. And uh -huh. their heads like this. Mm -hmm. And she has a base, so she stands. Yeah. Oh, wow. Want to show yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a funny thing. I built this show actually as a solo show back in the uh, first performing it actually in um, 85 at the uh, Publishers of America Festival. Uh -huh. And I'm, um, I had built a little puppet of a nanny to go in the show. But oh. he just didn't end up being in the show. But funnily enough, in the show, I wear black. I'm the housekeeper. And I've kind of grown into the puppet. This is me. <laughs> When I wear black. <laughs> some years later, oh, yeah. I muscled my way into the show, and there was an odd job man in the show. So I dress as him, and I become George, the odd job man, yeah. doing all the odd So work. it helps the audience partly also. There isn't all little tiny puppets to the whole show. Right now and then we sort of jump back and have human size to take a breath and go back yeah. into the show. And again. there's a little bit of shadow work yes. as well, yes. of uh, uh, postcards wow. from uh, the traffic scene. So now for the serious questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this that's what we're talking about. Yeah, why? Well, I, I get it. I saw it. You demonstrate your passion just in, in <laughs> two motion with puppets. It's perfect. I want to know in second the crush. Do you have like a specific moment where you feel your crush for puppetry happened? Mm. Well, how we started in a way, it wasn't like, oh my God, but um, I was eight, David was seven. And my parents, going out looking at the toy shops, what on earth to give us, gave me a Pelham puppet, a little uh, fluffy poodle. And we both looked at, oh. And we had relatives at that time who sent us money for Christmas too. And we both went out and bought another one. And we just started collecting more. Our dad made us a stage for us. And it just sort of grew out of that. Yeah. And then when we were teenagers, moved to Canada, 
uh, the local library heard about us. We were had an article in the paper, and they booked us, and they paid us. And they, Ooh, you get paid for this? <laughs> and it sort of snowballed and snowballed. It, it wasn't like we ever decided, okay, we're going to make a business of this. It sort of took us along on the wave in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And here we are still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's my next question is more about the the feel of study because every path of puppeteer are so different. But I want to know, mm-hmm. in your opinion, what would be the best feel of study to become a puppeteer? Well, um, we we run our school of puppetry and do um, workshops, <laughs> and we run an intensive in the summer. So we often have other people come in and teach. And often for us, it isn't just about how to build a puppet. There's no. so many other aspects to build excellent theatre. And as you made a little list here of improv, movement, voice, mechanics, construction, visual arts, sculpture, mime, storytelling. It just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Really, the great thing with puppetry is it's a, a multi-art form. Mm-hmm. It's a multimedia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, you could be a builder only, or you could be a performer only. Mm-hmm. But it's very important, I think, for someone building puppets to know how they are being used. And, and the people using them, knowing how they're built Yeah, well. the communication. Yeah. Um, for a few years, we've been teaching at uh, a, a college here, um, Humber. Humber College, mm-hmm. a puppetry course. We've been working on that. And what they do is they get the actor performers and the technician shop people working together, yeah. uh, building puppets and working out acts for them as part of their, mm-hmm. their, their syllabus in the mm-hmm. second year there. It's been uh, yeah. really good seeing how that all ties yeah. together. So that the students going out, many of whom only want to build puppets, but they'll go into the business, into a theater company or something. So they'll understand that when they're given a picture of a puppet to make, there are questions to be asked. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. The size of hands, maybe. What's how it going to do? The show? What does it need to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally we, true. We mended a few puppets that theater companies bring us, say, can you make this work? <laughs> The way we need it to work, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We've actually also worked a lot with theater companies on yeah. different productions, mm-hmm. uh, helping them build puppets or work out how to use them. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a bit of mentoring as well. One yeah. of the things we discovered when we went into, um, they brought all the cast together and we did a workshop on puppetry for them. We found that half the, the actors instantly played and became puppeteers. The other half, it was people. Look at me, I'm holding a puppet. And it's really and hard to, to make break that barrier. It's very yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. So there's um, a, a guy here um, who has figured out some steps for that. And we always bring Mike, him in. Mike Peterson. Mike Peterson, mm-hmm. a puppeteer in Toronto, who um, is really good at breaking down that and helping people actually get to put themselves into the puppet. Yeah. We yeah. did a book called Teach Your Puppet to Act. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Totally, and it, it, and it's so sometimes difficult, but at some time, some people have an instinct for that. It's kind of, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it comes really down to playing with the puppet, finding out who the puppet character is. Yeah, you know, bringing it out. Bring we it. always we always find that we build puppets, and then they show us what they want to do. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got an idea, we've got a story, but the actual character and the how they're going to do it comes from the puppet. And the script also, of how they're going to express themselves. That comes later. We don't write script until yeah. after we've got everything going. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have an idea. We'll have scenes worked out. But... Storyboard. Lots of yeah. It's a very, such a visual theatre form. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Otherwise you just end up with endless dialogue if you're not a good script yeah. writer. Me, me, me. Me, me, me. Yeah, that's so true. And this 
bring me my next question about your definition because mm -hmm. puppetry is a large spectrum of stuff mm -hmm. what is your own definition mm -hmm. in your own word of a puppet mm. you thought of that one um animating the inanimate in fact often i talk about animating rather than manipulating manipulating is just moving something around animating is finding the life in it mm. Very mm -hmm. so yeah simple <laughs> yeah and yeah. um one of the shows we did what we animated was the audience I guess there was a bit of shadow puppetry. A little bit. Not much, yeah. We did The Fall of the House of Usher as an um, environmental piece, environment, as in it, the audience was part of the show in an old uh -huh. industrial building. And what I don't know if you know the story, but it's about this decadent, falling apart family, and they have a guest who comes. So the entire audience, we had a small group, maybe 20 people at a time, um, were the guest. They were detailed as one person, and they went through so the show, through the story, as the guest. So the, the, the actor of the main guy, of the main part, spoke to the audience as though they were his guest, yes. a single guest in yeah. the house. And then we had um, four people also acting as sort of like uh, sheepdogs, but they were actors playing parts, organizing and guiding things through the building, and live music had to run around the building so it could be hidden and play from this corner and then go play over there. It was a wonderful piece. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's brilliant the, the, they, they become yeah. the puppet or it's like you exactly. manipulate them at the end of the show every time we always brought out some beer and everyone had a chat and um, an actress who had been in the audience said you know I've never been in a show before where I've looked around at the audience to see who might protect me <laughs> we weren't coming at them with knives. No, we weren't that dangerous. <laughs> but it was creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah. So interesting. I want to ask you for the mm -hmm. future. Like I always like to ask the big purpose. Like, do you have something you you have envisioned for the future? Maybe it's about legacy of puppetry. Maybe it's about like your company, your career. Mm -hmm. I want to hear you on your big goals. Okay, well, we've been around a long time and we've always managed to maintain a studio and gather all sorts of tools and library and puppets and all sorts of stuff from all over the world. We've got this incredible collection of stuff. What we're tr look in the process of actually doing, we've been talking with arts councils and stuff um, and um, assistants about setting up a space that's a puppetry space for the puppetry community to use because most people I know, I know in montreal you always complain but there is money for the arts outside of, of, of quebec there really is not and many many puppeteers here are building in their kitchens their bedrooms yeah there just, just isn't yeah. the, so we've got the equipment so mm -hmm. the long-term plan is that we would be able to set up a space that goes forward after us mm -hmm. as a place for puppeteers to work yeah, and carry on hopefully the school of puppetry and yeah, and teaching all do. that stuff. Yes, and access to the library, the collection, mm -hmm. yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, because since um, oh ninety six, mm -hmm. we've been running a school of puppetry, teaching people who want to know about puppet stuff. We bring all sorts of other people in, other puppeteers, other theater people to teach in it. Um, we have um, weekend classes occasionally, and we have a two week intensive. Usually this next year it'll have to be online. Um, we have a mini festival called Fresh Ideas in Puppetry Day. So it's all, oh, we do a program called PXL, Puppetry Exploratory Laboratory. 
which is a thing over several months with people who have a plan of a show they want to work on and we help them through with it. Or they just want to work on a show. They can also yeah. apply that way. Yeah. We've so we've been doing all these things. It would be great if some of these ideas could carry yeah. on after us because yeah. we're going to be quitting eventually. We've got yeah, the gray yeah. hair now. Yeah, but it, it's it's such a good like dream for mm. it's not a dream, it will be a reality. I need to, yes. to oh, put this so plan. Yeah, not just staying at home dreaming about it, we're actually trying to do so, take some action on it. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. that's so great. That's yeah. that we yeah. need those kind of thing to yeah. to help the community for sure. Yeah. And I think um another part of our a legacy really is we're not, not leaving the company to anybody our shows won't go on being done by anybody it's more about um the legacy of um thinking more widely about puppet theater i mean we're just showing you some of the stuff we've been doing just playing with ideas and putting them out there on stage and solving interesting problems in interesting ways yeah just that puppet thinking and we do see it more and more creeping into regular theater which is very exciting to see mm -hmm. oh thank you yeah. puppet thinking when we were doing, we did Charles Dickens' piece, um, Hard Times, and it's a really grim story. We worked with a theatre director who'd not done puppet work before. But there's one scene where the young woman is being forced to marry a guy who's twice her age and absolutely awful. And his puppet thinking had worked by then. Mm -hmm. What we did was we put the puppet of the young woman on a chair in the middle of the stage, and then we all just slowly got closer and closer to her while talking. She wasn't moving. I, yeah, I was She's acting just... as the father, speaking about this marriage that was going to take place and blah, 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 and making it happen. And then the two manipulators, two puppeteers, moved in slowly, slowly, slowly. And the puppet's just standing on a chair, no one's touching it. Yeah. And it was just creepiest, wonderful puppet Closing moment without in. moving. <laughs> yeah. Puppet did nothing wow. between the scene. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so we love that sort of thing. Yeah. Get the thinking keeping going on. Yeah. I guess it is, yes, for us, it isn't just about the puppets. It's also the sets for us are very much part of the show. Oh, yeah. the, the, um, the staging, very much part of the storytelling of how, you know, yes, just exactly as David was just saying, mm -hmm. they get an emotion yeah. across. So it is a theater form. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> totally. And I want to ask you, where do you see puppetry like in 10 years? Huh. Bigger well, and better. Yeah, we hope. Well, not bigger necessarily, but better. Yeah. More of it. More interesting. Yeah, the, do you feel we have the ascension of puppetry right now? Do you feel it's getting more popular or less? Yeah, yeah I'm the, sure it'll go down again. It comes and goes. It has done for centuries, eons. Yes. Always, yeah. Um, in, uh, looking around the world, a lot of the old traditions are dying out. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. in India, it's very hard to find the puppetry, I've told. Mm. In China, they're having trouble struggling. Mm. Um, in Indonesia, it's actually still quite alive and alive because it's, it's a very popular form. Um, it's gone on to film and stuff, but it, the characters are sort of really part of the national psyche. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in the Western world, because of theater, it's, I mean, I've got Lion King and um, um, War Horse and all these big ones that get people interested. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that, that, I, that thinking goes on. Yeah. Just, oh yes, I saw War Horse, it was nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and then you got um, yeah, handspring and so on, doing very interesting things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, my note for that question was just that um, that public theatre would be recognised and appreciated as a part of theatre arts, of the bigger yeah. picture of theatre. That it's not seen as oh, it's for kids or something separate, some other kind of theatre or mm. not theatre even mm. public shows. Just yeah, really like to see that. Yes, totally. 
I always ask for the conclusion if you have another, we get a big parade at the beginning, but maybe you have a, a little uh, puppet or a piece you want to show us or just a little blink of, of your work. We do. We do indeed, from a story, a play that we haven't told you anything about. You will now see. So um, this was back in 1976. 76. Um, Steve Hansen, a puppeteer from California, was visiting us. We were playing at a festival in Toronto. And one evening, we're sitting around talking with him and a friend. And we start talking about puppet marionettes uh, with the strings that we'd seen at festivals that skate backwards. And we said, you could have a brick on those strings. It'd be just as good. <laughs> what else could you do with bricks? Oh, that's an interesting and thought. A friend we was visiting at the time is really into circus. And she started saying, how about circus? So we spent the whole night having a great time talking circus acts with bricks. And then we forgot about it. And about three months later, we got a postcard from Steve saying, my brick circus opens next week. Where's yours? So we now have So we did. Yeah. So we went and built a show. Um, he only did his maybe three or four times. Um, we've been still doing it yeah, ever doing since. It. We yeah. taught it in France. We taught it all over Europe. Well, all over the place. The States, Canada, yeah. And it is construction bricks. Real one, not foam. There is one foam one in the show, a trick one. Yeah, it's a yeah. trick one. But we're going to do a scene from that. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I will give you the big full screen. And we will be all set. Let me check this out here. Da, da, da. Here. Ladies and gentlemen, the Brick Brothers Circus is proud to present an acrobatic family from the former Brekoslovakia. We have Alfredo, Alfonso, Alfredo, and Sophie. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, they are going to perform on the teeter totter. <laughs> and gentlemen, Al Fresco is going to perform on the teeter totter on stilts. Are you ready, Al Fresco? Yes. <laughs> Bravo! 
We actually have one act based on Cirque du Soleil. We do, yes. Oh, yeah. It's um, a high trapeze. Yeah, with smoke and ribbons and the whole bit. Confetti. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little light. It's called Cirque Olay. <laughs> that's so perfect. I That was quite a number. I love it. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your time. And I Thank want, you. I want you to to plug anything like if people want to see more of you where they should go um well our website actually would be a good start because always we'll have stuff there and right now um during the summer um, before our camera was stolen and we'd made some how-to workshops just for families to be doing at home a simple kind of puppetry that we do in classrooms when we go into classrooms toy theater boxes shadow shadows puppetry. in a box yeah stuff like that yeah um so puppetmongers.com very simple yeah so anything that's coming up beyond there. We yeah. have some, I think, some films that are also We shows. have a bunch of shows. Yeah. Um, and and um, we recently did a little toy theater mm. show that we haven't put out there yet, but it is suitable for this uh, current time. Mm -hmm. It's a British fairy tale called ha uh, Harry and Trina. It's about two very lazy people who through the story do less and less. And less. Until there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's so cool. And yes, we will put the, the link below the interview of your website and all of that. And um, yes. um, if you're interested, I think on the website, they can join our email list. That way, anything new is coming up. We let people know. Yeah. 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 Yay. Thank you so much for all of this passion. I, I really get, get it. And it's so cool. <laughs> Yes, it's yeah. been great. Thank you. Thank you. It reminds us of what we're all yeah. about. Oh, yeah, right. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. So, stay in the virtual studio. We will chat after. I will just do the little conclusion. So, I will push you out of the screen. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, everyone. Thank you for watching. That was another amazing interview. So, stay tuned for those interviews that we do this workshop who is coming on the weekend on the patreon so yeah like if you go on the patreon you can tune in and see all of that from from zoom we we try to do on zoom soon so uh let's be tuned on on this so everyone have a wonderful evening stay safe and let's see you for another episode of the puppet podcast let me put this wonderful jingle have a good evening, everyone.